Welcome to the first episode of my podcast. You can call me M or just E. Um, I had a name for this podcast, but I looked it up and there's like 20 other ones with the same name. Apparently, I've never had an original thought before in my life. So um, we're just going to call it E Undetermined for now because um, E is my name or you can call me E and the name of this podcast is undetermined maybe it'll stick but for now that's that's what it's gonna be um i thought that i'd do a 2022 year in review for my first episode just to end the year off and kick off the new year and i have a lot of things that i learned in 2022 that i feel are super valuable and that i would love to share and review so that I go into 2023 with all these lessons just like fresh in my brain. (laughs) Um, So yeah, this is a 22 things I've learned in 2022. Um, I'm just gonna get right into it and yeah. (laughs) I've been wanting to start this podcast for over a year now, Um, but when I first came up with doing it and I first felt like I wanted to start one, I recorded a few episodes and I just, I overthought them and I was like, I don't know enough and I'm not wise enough and I I don't know what to talk about. What if people think that what I'm saying is pointless? Like all these things running through my mind. So I took a break for a while from even the idea of it, explored other creative outlets and finally I came back to it because... I really like to talk, I'm really passionate, and I like to share ideas, and I like to share what's going on in my brain, and I enjoy connecting with people and relating to people, and listening to podcasts is one of my favorite pastimes. I love listening to them, I learn new things from them all the time, and that's kind of what I would like to do with mine is the same thing just connect and relate and have people feel that you know they're not alone and sometimes when I listen to a podcast no all the time when I listen to a podcast I gain something from it like a new piece of knowledge or I think of something that I never thought of before so that's my goal with here (laughs) um so to start off 22 things I've learned in 2022 The first topic I would like to bring up, well, no, let me backtrack with where I started this year. So in January, I was living in Los Angeles. Um, I had recently moved there in October, 2021 um, to pursue music and sing (laughs) and record. And it was really fun and really great for a little bit. Also had some really rough, stressful times that are where most of my lessons stemmed from and I just want to talk about it um (laughs) LA is not the dream place it wasn't for me um at least and I went there in a rush on an impulse and I'm really glad I did because I hold all the lessons I do now but one thing I really deeply learned from the you know impulsive way I went into moving to a new city where I didn't know anyone 
and I didn't know what was going to come of it and I didn't know how difficult it was to live there and I just went full send. (laughs) I learned to start from where you are, not where you wish you were. The work you're doing becomes your path. And that is a direct quote from Ram Dass. Um, I just thought it was a, the gist, that quote was really in a nutshell, the lesson I learned that to enjoy your journey, there's no need to rush your path. um, And that the work you're doing is what you're meant to be doing and you don't ever need to do more than what your body can do if you get where I'm going with that um when I moved to LA I felt the pressure (laughs) um everyone was doing so much and there's a lot of successful people out there that are very young younger than me um and It was just so, like, stressful, and it felt, it felt like I was being lazy if I didn't make major moves, if I didn't say yes to every event, and if I didn't share my art constantly, and I would get frustrated and felt like I was wasting my time when I didn't feel comfortable, you know, releasing a new song, or... I was going through a drought of ideas and it caused a lot of like distrust in myself and self-doubt and imposter uh, syndrome and yeah I I just really took away from that that everybody has their own journey and path and like I was rushing into a path that wasn't mine and that the universe didn't you know have planned for me and the universe will literally tell you when you're on the right path. It'll send you omens and signs and you'll feel at peace and you you won't feel this pressure to do something you're not doing already. So I really took that away from it, you know. LA sent me a lot of, a lot <laughs> of challenges um, with roommates and, um weird industry shit and um just navigating what to expect you know I'm from Arizona shit can go on everywhere but shit really goes on in LA (laughs) and I got my car broken into because I wasn't careful enough and just all this major setbacks you know jobs that weren't working out um people screwing me over and so many issues, so many issues, and it was really difficult. I started out this year in a really difficult place, which leads me right into my next lesson, number two, which is that dissolution is needed for growth. Another quote from The Power of Now, which I read in the first couple months of 2022. I think I finished, no, I actually finished The Power of Now. Um, I would say, like, June or July of 2022. It took me a long freaking time to read that book. (laughs) I was a whole different me back then. I've read 11 books in three months now. I'll talk about that later on in this episode. But reading it, you know, I really took my time and it did teach me a lot um, how to be present and how to enjoy my journey, not just to know that I 
need to stick to my journey and not pressure myself or stress myself, but that dissolution and hard times are necessary to grow. And it shows especially now that I'm at a such different place in my life. I'm ready to attack 2023 like no other. 2023 is going to be my year, unlike every other year I've said it, because I'm going to make it my year. And that's something I also learned. Like, I have to go for what I want. I have to create good habits and have hard work in order to make anything happen for myself. And all these pressures and stresses and health issues and friend issues and um, identity issues, family issues, all of these things, these speed bumps, this breaking into my car, this getting weirded out and uncomfortable in the industry, um, having people make me doubt my values and all these things were so beyond necessary for where I am now in my life. And I've grown so incredibly much in the past six months of 2022. I mean, it's incredible. And it only makes me so confident in myself and my ability to grow beyond my dreams in 2023. I mean, I'm ready. Like, when I say I'm ready, I'm ready, you know? I'm ready. Um, And this is the first year that I really feel that I'm ending it off, like, fucking prepared. Like, I'm ending it off so excited, so ready. I'm spending my New Year's Eve caring for myself. I'm going to take a bath. I'm going to finish these two books that I'm reading right now. And I'm going to meal prep because I'm starting this pH um, balanced alkaline diet, not a crazy weird diet, you know, just giving myself healthy nutrients in my body to help my health. Um, I'm just doing all these things that, like, I'm excited to have a self-care night. I'm excited to start off the new year, like, with myself because that's just where I'm at right now. And that brings me into my third lesson that trust, I learned to trust myself and my intuition. That's such a big thing, trusting yourself and your intuition. There were so many moments in LA that I didn't trust my intuition and that I didn't trust myself When I moved to LA, I didn't trust myself at all. I was in a place of like, I don't want to say immaturity. I just, the knowledge I had was the knowledge I had, you know? You can't have more knowledge than what you do in that moment. And that, the decisions you make are just based on the best of your ability to navigate. And that's okay. But I was at a place that wasn't very healthy for myself. And I didn't listen to myself. I didn't listen to my gut or how my body felt or you know, what I needed to do with my life or who I needed to cut off. Um, I had a lot of friendships that I knew needed to end and that I knew were sucking me dry, but that was, like, really sexual. (laughs) But, like, energy-wise, I was losing it. And that's why I'm also thankful for my move to LA because it made those friendships end. They couldn't have ended, the the beginning of the end of those friendships couldn't have happened without that move and that space and that time to learn about myself and to experience life alone with no comfort zone, 
I mean, I didn't have a comfort zone in LA. It just, it, it wasn't there. So my, you know, um, when my car got broken into, actually, I have a very crazy story about this because um, I went to this event and I was prepared to go to this event. Could you hear me? Oh my gosh, I turned right from the mic. Um, I was prepared to go to this event all week, all month. But when the day started to progress, I for some reason just did not feel like going and it wasn't like a oh I'm anxious I'm socially anxious to go I mean that was part of it because LA brought I I experienced so much social anxiety in Los Angeles but it was more of like a for some reason I just feel like I shouldn't go like it was a peaceful intuition of just this doesn't feel like what I'm gonna do with my day but I was like I've been planning this for a long time like I should go I should just go. I I said I'd go. I'm going to go. And that's the thing. I felt like I owed people my time. I was like, oh, I told these people I'm going to go to the event. So I'll go. Even though I didn't have to do that. Like, and that's a whole other thing about boundaries, but we'll get there. We will get there. Um, So I get to the event and I get there super early. So I decide to smoke in my car for a while. And mind you, (laughs) I forgot the street name exactly. I'm trying to think of it, but I was parked on a sketch-ass street in Hollywood, like a sketch-ass street, like the the exact street that you shouldn't fucking park on. And I sat there and I smoked in my fishbowl car (laughs) for like an hour, okay? And I knew there was these, I had this weird feeling because there was this people, two guys like outside of my car, one was on each side of the street, like on the phone, like One of them, like, leaned up my car at one point. And I'm telling you, my car's a fucking fishbowl. And, like, these people knew I was in there. Like, there's no way. And I was, like, so uncomfortable because I was, like, why are these people leaned up against my car? I'm, I'm, like, I'm clearly in here. Like, this is strange. Um, And so my intuition was, like, burning. And it wasn't, like, a fear-based thing. That's how I I knew it was intuition. I was, like, okay, I still don't really feel like going. I, I drove all this way, but I could turn around. I, I don't I don't mind. I was like smoking and I was like, I just feel like being chill tonight. I don't want to socialize, guys. Like, I'm not here with anyone. I went alone. So, oh my gosh, excuse me. My body is doing weird things. Anyway, um, so I finally am like, okay, it's time to walk over. So these guys had long left. And I put out the blunt and I had my guitar in the back seat in my fishbowl car and I had my bag and I was like, okay, I really don't want to take in my bag. I don't feel like it. It's I'm just going to leave it in the car. But I I was feeling like I shouldn't do that. But I was trying to, you know, push past my fear because I thought it was a fear and I thought I was just being too like skeptical and. I was like, it'll be fine. I've left my bags in the car before. But I had this weird intuition about those guys that were standing around my car. I had a weird intuition about everything. So the next thing that happened is I have my glasses. I call them my social anxiety glasses because they're black glasses and they're pretty big and they just, I can hardly see and nobody can see my eyes through those glasses. So it's like a win-win and they just help me. So I had them in my bag and I was like, I got out of my car at that point and I started walking halfway, not halfway, like I barely passed my car and I was like, oh my God, I left my glasses in there. I should go back and get them. But I was like, eh, I'm fine. 
I'm going to overpower my social anxiety now. I'm going to get out of my fear zone. (laughs) When really it was an intuition. My intuition was like, bitch, go back to your car. (laughs) Like, fucking go get your bag or go home. I don't fucking know. Just you're not meant to go to this event tonight. Something's gonna happen. You know it. I know it. Let's fucking leave. My, I'm like, meanwhile, I'm high and oh, oh my gosh. So anyway, anyway, um, I don't turn back. Well, after the event, ladies and gentlemen, um, and they thems, I, <laughs> I fucking go back to my car and I'm like going to get in my car and I'm talking to somebody. Somebody literally walked me to my car and they didn't even see my car was broken into so by the time they left I walked around and saw my window my back window broken and by that time that person was long gone and I was so freaked out I had no idea what to do so I like tried to find them but they were long gone and I I was like I don't know what to do my car like my shit is gone everything is gone bro like gone like disappeared my the oh my gosh I was I was like this is feels so invasive oh my gosh it was just It was rough, man, right? So I called the cops and like, of course, they didn't do anything. They were like, file a report, file a report. I was like, I don't want to drive home in this, the wind. I don't want to get glass in me. Like I was, it was my first time with this experience, okay? I was freaking out, I was freaking out. Um, Anyway, that's an example of trusting your intuition. I mean, my intuition was screaming at me at that point. Even when I was at the event, I just wanted to leave. I think I stayed there for like, I kid you not, 30 minutes maybe an hour I don't think so though so trust your intuition trust your gut about your friendships about your relationship about where you're going what you're doing um your uh, (laughs) choices etc now I was having intuitions right about my friendships for a while I didn't feel good in them most of the time I felt pretty judged. I felt alone. I felt alone even though I was constantly around people. And when I moved to LA, it wasn't an option, right? Like, my friends were in Arizona. I was in Los Angeles. I couldn't see them every day anymore. I didn't even have the time to call them, you know? And these are friends that I didn't really call anyway. So it was more of like, I saw them all the time anyway. So it was a super difficult and weird and uncomfortable transition for me to not have my comfort zone friends even though these people didn't make me feel good um I had a lot of situations with this friend group that like made me feel shitty and tired and my energy drained and like I couldn't fully be myself and it was, the dynamic just wasn't good anymore. And what I really learned from being alone in LA and being alone especially now, because it took me a long time to even fully break away to the point that I'm at now where I would rather kick it alone. I mean, I know I'm a friendship person. I love having friends and community and talking to people, but... I'm just at a place where like I need to be alone and that's my fourth lesson of 2022 is that 
being alone is more comforting than being around those who make you feel lonely. It's way better, or better. <laughs> I wouldn't say better, but it's when you're feeling alone around people, you might as well actually be alone because then you can find yourself. And there's this one quote, okay? What's by Sherry Campbell? There it is. <laughs> there it is. You are not by yourself. You are with yourself. I listened to a podcast um, that was with Sherry Campbell. She's a, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think she's a psychiatrist or therapist. And she wrote a book and I forget what the book is called, but I it's on my list. I'm going to read it. But in that podcast, she quoted, she said that you're not by yourself. You are with yourself. And I just love that because that's very much the place I'm at now. I'm very much with myself. I'm dating myself. Me and myself are fucking best friends, okay? We, like, vibe. <laughs> and more than I vibe with anybody else. And I enjoy spending time alone. I enjoy it. I don't feel lonely anymore. I feel so warm inside because I know who I am and I know the things I love and I do them relentlessly. And... That brings me into segue, segue, what is this language? Um, <laughs> but my fifth lesson of 2022 is comparison destroys personality. Um, whew, yeah, <laughs> um, I used to compare myself to people all the time and especially in LA, like I said, the pressure of looking a certain way, acting a certain way keeping what do you keep to yourself what do you trust people with it is such a painfully toxic vibe there um I feel like that was a corny way of saying it but genuinely it takes a while I think you really have to commit to LA to finally meet people and I, I mean don't get me wrong I met people that I do trust and I do confide in and I I have kept some friends from LA for sure but the majority of people I met it didn't feel genuine. It just didn't feel right. And I was comparing myself to people that were doing much more things than me, were more successful than me, were farther along in their journey than me. And I mean, these people I was comparing myself to were born and raised, like, <laughs> or had been doing this for a long time. And I had just started and I threw myself into L.A., because I was like, that's the only way I'm going to make it is if I'm in LA because otherwise I can't do it. And which was so beyond wrong. Like I didn't have to do that, but um, I was just comparing myself all the time. And because of that, I genuinely lost myself. No personality. Well, I'm not going to say I did have a personality. Okay. I always have personality. I'm, I'm an Aries. I have a big personality. Ignore that comment if you don't know Zodiacs and don't like them. Okay. Don't let that turn you away from me, please. <laughs> but genuinely, like I have a big personality and yeah, I always will. But it took away those things that made me uniquely me. Like, yeah, I could joke around. Yeah, I could quote TikToks as my humor. Um, but I didn't really know who I was. I didn't know the things that really made me me. I was just trying to be a person that other people liked from based on what I saw that people liked. <laughs> and Hollywood is, uh, Hollywood, I mean LA in general, but more so Hollywood. And I was in North Hollywood. Um, 
is very superficial of like, this is my brand and this is how I need to come across and I need to be mysterious, but not too mysterious because I need people to trust me and like me. But I also need them to be like, who is this? And like element of surprise. And I had people telling me, uh, well, not a lot of people, but a couple people tell me that I need to maintain this brand and I need to make people think that I'm like standoffish. And I'm like, this is just not me. Like, I'm not standoffish. I'm open. I'm, I have social anxiety. I'm a little awkward at first, but I embrace it. And I'm, I don't hold back. Like, I'm going to show somebody my personality. I'm going to be nice and I'm going to smile at you. And if you take that wrong or weird, then that's not my problem because I don't want to be a brand. I want to be myself wherever I go. And I want that to be my brand. So all that comparison just really led me astray. Um, and then I guess lesson six, which is not, this isn't really a segue into lesson six, but it is a lesson I learned. And that is that any judgment of others is a direct reflection of a judgment of yourself. So many times, any time that I judged anybody's decision-making or something they did, I never really judge people for what they wear or like how they look. I just, that's shallow. Um, I've never really been that way, but more so judgment of their behavior or the things they do, the choices they make. Um, And it's a direct reflection of what you see in yourself that you don't like. And I just, I don't really have more to say to that. It's just something that I really learned. Um, Yeah, (laughs) when I was in LA and before that and now especially, every time I judge somebody, I really try to look inside and be like, "Mm, um, that is just, that is not a them problem. That is a very much you problem. And I'm trying to find in my notes, I definitely wrote it down (laughs) because I was like, okay, I need to write this down because I was, I forgot what I judged somebody for. It was just like a week ago. Ah, I'm gonna find it, guys. Oh my gosh, okay, on vulnerability. <laughs> Duh. Um, so I wrote um, directly. I said, I sometimes judge others when I hear them complaining about something, especially when it is loud and in public. Funny because I do this sometimes, probably often, and I said, projecting much. Um, I said, I need to unpack why I judge this and am triggered by it. And I said, I think it all goes back to my strong versus weak boxes that I feel internally and unconsciously that vulnerability makes me weak. So when I see others practicing vulnerability, no matter how minuscule or childish or loud it is, I tend to raise or furrow my eyebrows at it. And I guess it reminds me of my own urge to be vulnerable, complain, or express an issue freely. It reminds me of the things I do that I perceive as weak. I wrote that down in my notes in the moment that I was judging these people and mind you they were like probably 12 years old or younger and it's something that you should uh whatever it's called be proud of support praise (laughs) is kids being so comfortable to be so vulnerable and complain about certain things you know or feel okay to talk to their friends about something that they're feeling with no with no 
boundaries like well not no boundaries that's the wrong word no bounds <laughs> okay is that the same thing but like loudly without fear of being judged just like getting it out in a lot like like I'm doing right now like what I'm doing right now just because it's alone in my room and it's on a podcast and not in public where a bunch of people are well technically it's public in public when people listen to it but you get what I'm saying so that was a judgment that I was directly making of myself it had nothing to do with the people that I was in turn judging right right so <laughs> um my next one number seven I already feel like this is so long oh my god <laughs> it's okay it's okay I'm trying to go through it fast but like 22 lessons is a lot of fucking lessons especially to explain each one um but number seven is there's an in-between all or nothing balance is key so this is another thing that really ties into LA really ties into my moving back to my hometown um everything that led up to that, just all that so I've always been a very all or nothing person. Either I'm going to completely do something or I'm not going to do it at all because I feel like if I don't indulge myself in something or I don't throw myself all the way in, and this this occurs in my friendships, my relationships, my choices, my hyperfixations. I just, I'd rather do it completely and put my all into it or don't do it at all. The thing is, is that I really lack I, ooh, I don't want to say that I lack things. I'm really working on balancing out my life and my choices and my decisions and just there's an in-between all or nothing. And that, that was something that uh, was me going to LA, right? I was like, I'm either going to do this completely or it's not worth it. I could have easily stayed in my hometown, worked on my art, worked on my music relentlessly built up my repertoire. I don't need, I need to not say words that I'm not sure what they mean. Um, but I needed to build up my, not brand, but my confidence in my music, my sound, my tone, you know? Um, I literally moved to LA, like, what was it? Four or five months after I started making music. And I had written like two songs. I mean, yeah, but I got hyper fixated, man. And I still write music and I, I love it, but it's not, my main focus like I really deeply realized that it's not my life path that wasn't my path to take if I end up releasing a song one day or if I always keep them to myself and whatever that's fine it wasn't my path and my body told me that again and again um and it finally led me back here in like the most uncomfortable way possible but really there's all in in between all or nothing you can do things without overdoing them I overdid it I'm glad I had that experience I'm glad I went to LA I'm glad that I had that all or nothing mindset at that time but that's because it was necessary to learn that I don't have to do that 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 will set me up for failure most of the time and when I say that I don't mean to undermine your talent or undermine your dreams I mean that there's balance in life and that, you know, things will come to you when they're meant to and there's just no need to rush. I think you get what I'm saying. I'm not trying to be a dream crusher over here. <laughs> I fully think that I could, oh my God, excuse me, <laughs> that I could have moved to LA 
a little bit later and when things aligned a little bit more because there is such thing as divine timing and I could have gotten a lot more out of it but I didn't because of the way I did it so again no rugrats but it's just think about the all between (laughs) um my next lesson number eight number eight is that it's important to rest uh to take a step back and to listen to your body um when i moved back here i was extremely forced to do so i mean i was hustling in los angeles i did not take a lot of time for myself or time to rest or take a step back. I didn't listen to the bo- my signs in my body. Um, I tried. I really, I really did. I, I put all my effort. I really did. I really did try. But I just, I didn't see the warning signs. And it led to some major, some major... Uh, <laughs> um, issues. (laughs) Um, I ended up getting earache after earache. I mean, like, every other month, 105 fever, bedridden, out of work for weeks, tons of money lost, couldn't even, like, live there anymore because I couldn't pay. Like, I fucking struggled, man, like, so much. Um, and so I ended up flying back home, because of my earaches, uh, my ear infections, my bad. They would keep coming back, and I finally was like, I need to go home. I need to go to the, you know, my doctor, and I need to figure this shit out because I can't keep doing this or I'm not going to be able to live here anymore. Um, well, I started getting these bug bite looking things on my legs, and it was happening before I flew back. I showed my parents and my sister i was like look at these bumps they look like bug bites but they they fucking hurt like if i lay on that side of my leg it physically hurts and i it doesn't itch at all it's just painful and they were growing and i was like what is going on these are the weird i was like is it a spider bite what happened um so day two being back in my hometown i woke up and I could hardly walk. I mean, like, it, it hurt to walk. I was limping like crazy. I had to sit down. I was tired, and I, I was like, what is going on? The bumps on my legs are getting bigger. They're spreading. Two days later, I can't even, I can't even put my legs down on the floor. Like, they have to be elevated, or they, I can't even explain that sensation, uh, at all. <laughs> so, doctor's appointments, ultrasounds, um, dermatologists, uh, family friend doctors, all these things later. Meanwhile, I'm TMI pissing off the edge of the couch into a bowl because I can't even fucking get up myself. I'm just like completely crippled and out of my mind in pain. Uh, my bumps on my legs are humongous, like big red bumps. My legs are warm and hot, um, weak as all hell. All those things later, turns out I, I have to get a biopsy. 
and I have erythema nodosum, which is an inflammatory condition that attacks your legs, your joints, um, and it inflames them, and it's very painful. I mean, I can't even, like, describe the emotional turmoil that this put me through. Um, None of I can't even begin to explain, and unless you've had erythema nodosum to that level, um, (laughs) it's like, I don't even know how to explain it to you. Um, It was rough, and yeah, I couldn't do anything myself. Uh, I was super reliant on my family and I ended up having to move back to Arizona. I couldn't even go back to LA and get my stuff. My parents had to go get my stuff. I had to get off the lease from my house. I had to um, quit my job. I had to drop everything. I mean, I literally haven't been back to LA since I came on what was supposed to be a figuring out my ear infection trip. Um, a quick trip to the doctor's office. My body was so stressed and in fight or flight and so done with its with my neglect towards it that it forced me <laughs> to be bedridden and in pain for a whole month and a half. It was like a month and a half. It was like three weeks that I couldn't walk. Um, another week that I was slightly walking on crutches um and another like another month until I even went to the gym again another two months until I could even lift 10 pounds of weight on a leg extensions again I mean my body went through all hell I it was really it was really rough and it was just like I wasn't giving my body what it needed and I wasn't excuse me, I hadn't, I hadn't listened to the signs. I mean, I ended up, before all that happened, uh, right before, I ended up having to leave from my first apartment in Los Angeles. I went to say LA, but then I said Los Angeles. Um, I went to move out. I had to move out of there and I had to find an apartment in the span of like three days. I had to find a new place and I really feel I was I was so ready to go home. But there was something in me that was like, if I don't fight this one more time, if I don't try one more time to stay, I'll regret it. And so I did my best and I I fucking did it. And that goes all back to trusting myself. That taught me so much confidence. I literally could not have learned that lesson any other way the effort that you have to make to find a new place and move in in three days. I mean, I was on my friend's couch of um, um, that I babysat her kids. I nannied her kids. Um, I lived there for like two weeks before I, I was able to move into my new place. But I found it in three days. And the trust that I built in myself that like, hey, no, I, you can trust yourself to get shit done. Like, you can do things. You can do hard things, like Glennon Doyle says. I fucking praise that woman. But um, literally built so much proudness of myself and resilience. Like, that taught me so much. But I definitely, looking back, was a sign to go home and take care of myself. Because before that... I was getting sick here and there and I was having like jobs that just weren't keeping jobs that weren't paying me enough. Um, So much shit, so much shit. 
but I made it work. I went for it and I did it for a while. I found a pretty stable job, but it still just wasn't cutting it. And then all of a sudden I had these health issues and it was like my body was just telling me to to reset, like that I needed to. It was honestly telling me that I wasn't on my path. I, this path wasn't right for me. No matter how much I was going to try to make it work, I wasn't. I'm reading The Alchemist right now, so I'm going to quote a lot from The Alchemist, and I'm so happy I, you know, am rereading this book because I needed to, but I wasn't on my personal legend. I was so distracted, so away from it, and my body was just like, nah, man, I gotta do something to force you, (laughs) and so it fucking did, okay? Fucking did. Um, Anyways, that brings me to lesson number nine, put yourself first always my god (laughs) yes okay in a nutshell i could end uh, end of the episode all right guys put yourself first bye no but really though i really learned that so i could give you so many examples of why but initially a big reason i learned that one is because when i was in la i was constantly bending myself backwards to support everybody like instead of working on my shit and like not being a hermit but like spending more time with myself and developing my art and saving my money I was supporting everybody that I could and I and some of those people were genuine and they were supporting me back but most of them weren't most of them it was a very superficial I just need you to come to my event you know like I need you to come see me I need followers like very superficial so and ingenuine And I was putting these people first that I wasn't even friends with and weren't even giving me that energy back. And that was something that really taught me like, whoa, I need to put myself first. And also I was putting my friends first, even all the way from Arizona to LA. My friend would ask me for money, even though they knew that I was down bad and I could hardly make it there myself. I would send them that $25 every time. And they would say, yeah, it's okay if you say no. And that's my fault for having like porous boundaries but people did know how to take advantage of me my friends knew I was a fucking pushover and a sucker and that's why they even asked me for the money in the first place because they knew I'd give it to them like I mean come the fuck on be fucking for real right but I really learned to put myself first it's another lesson (laughs) all right we're almost halfway through uh number 10 I kind of already went over it so I'm gonna brush past it you are not by yourself you are with yourself Sherry Campbell um I brought it up in the other one because it related but that was also my number 10 um I also added to my number 10 if you don't know how to be alone you are an energy vampire period like if you have to be around somebody 24 7 that means that you're not getting energy from yourself you're stealing it from that person and I was friends with so many fucking energy vampires and I was one too because I didn't know how to fully be alone so it was an imbalance between all of me and my friends of like I was taking their energy and they were stealing the fuck out of mine and it was like we just weren't good for each other anymore um and weren't benefiting each other or serving each other in any way and sometimes friendships just have to fucking end and that was the case and a lot of shit went down that didn't need to go down blah 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 but just if you don't know how to be alone you are literally living off of other people's energy you're sucking the life out of them stop 
if you hear that stop if you if that relates to you stop it (laughs) and I say that with all love because I was one but it's bad it's real bad guys it's a bad thing to be okay um that brings me to number 11 Mm -mm -mm. social media is a fucking plague (laughs) okay so don't get me wrong like social media can be cool and I don't mean disrespect to like influencers and people that make their money off of that shit like get in your bag but for me social media actually I believe this for everybody and I respect influencers and people that make their money through that but they're contributing to the plague like it's I, I don't know I don't know maybe I'll change my mind later I'm sorry if I offend anyone but like social media is a plague okay it fucks you up and it fucked me up and I after all of my friend, I, I disconnected from my friends, um, for a multitude of reasons, uh, social media was really harming me, I would see things of those friends that I, were hurting me, and I had to get off of it, I was dumb, dumb, (laughs) I was done with TikTok, man, like, I will never download TikTok again to each their own, but that shit is a fucking soul sucker, um, and, brings you just emotional turmoil like social media it's the thief of personality it causes people to compare themselves um I had like a friend that she's fucking beautiful but she was so sucked into that shit like all she wanted was to be a tiktok influencer and like be famous on tiktok and praised all these tiktok people that whatever she would always say she wanted to get her her nose done and I was like bitch you're fucking beautiful like like this girl is so gorgeous okay like doesn't need to change a thing okay but like that atmosphere that and I mean I don't have anything against um uh what is it called plastic surgery but like when you feel like you have to do it in that way of like I don't know I just feel like it's pressure okay all these fake people on social media, all these models that edit their photos, the Kardashians, don't even get me fucking started, all this shit, all this dumb consumption that, like, is pointless and, like, just takes away minutes of your time. I mean, after I deleted social media, I started to read again, write again, paint again, walk again, like, be able to sit by myself again, like, I swear to you, my life has gotten extremely better from deleting social media, uh, primarily TikTok, um, it's a plague, it fucks you up, man, it, it's so bad for you, and if you don't know how to control it, it's even worse, I know people that know how to control it, and it's fine, and it works for them, but it's just sad, like, it's just fucking sad. It just takes your time away from you. And I just, even now, like, my personality has expanded and my humor has expanded because I'm not, my whole personality doesn't stem from TikToks and I don't feel like, you know, like, when you're on TikTok, you get serotonin from a dog video, but then you're crying because you're triggered, and then you're mad because you hear some news about something that only fucking matters in the social media world anyway. It doesn't even fucking matter in the grand scheme of things, so it's like, yeah, (laughs) fucking plague, all right? 
um i'm done talking about that shit i kind of want to do a whole episode on that so we're gonna move on but my 12th lesson of 2022 is that everything is a boundary issue okay i'm not even fucking kidding um i read this boundary book by nidra um fuck what is her nidra glover yeah nidra glover uh it's set boundaries find peace and changed my life (laughs) completely um i know how to set boundaries now which is fucking awesome because they're very necessary um and i just realized that everything is an issue with boundaries like friendships that end and you're not really sure why but shit just kind of hit the fan which is what happened with me it was like I wasn't setting boundaries with these people and to be honest I want to do a whole other episode on boundaries so I think I'll save a lot of my talking points for that plus I am getting close to one hour and I want to keep this episode in one hour um but yeah everything is a boundary issue okay I'll expand when I do an episode on that (laughs) um number 13 reading is knowledge um ever since I started reading I feel like my mind's expanded for some reason like I didn't used to try to talk like worse or anything like but I didn't have a lot of like vocabulary um I have a potty mouth still like I still curse a lot but I cursed like I couldn't not curse (laughs) if that makes sense like and I don't think that's like necessarily a bad thing or a good thing I don't really look at anything is black and white but personally as a writer like I'm somebody who I'm a writer and I want to have a bigger vocabulary in order to write more beautiful things so reading is knowledge guys I've learned so much the fact that I can like calm down with a book the fact that I can leave my phone in my room for four hours reading making a puzzle fucking drawing or eating without any distraction oh my god I keep choking on myself because I'm talking so fast um without any distractions all that shit I learned from reading again and again like I said earlier I've read 11 books in the past three months I couldn't have done that if I still had TikTok couldn't have done that if I didn't move back here um couldn't have done that (laughs) anyways number 14 um self-reliance is necessary but genuine community is important you know i've learned that specifically because i feel like the one thing that i don't have in my life right now is community i'm slowly gaining it but yeah um i lost my community and my community wasn't the best community for me so and ever since i you know came out and i'm trying to find people that support me from the bottom of their heart support me and people who relate to me and it is important and I find myself really needing it sometimes but not having it and I'm really happy that I can rely on myself now and that I genuinely can say I don't need anybody to feel fulfilled to feel happy to make me feel better whatever the case may be but it is necessary but it is important to have people that you can relate to and that support you when you feel like you can't really support yourself i hope that all saved because i went over the 15 minutes that it said i should probably save so i don't leave like lose footage but fuck it ah we're just gonna keep going (laughs) um number 15 surrender to the now i feel like that's explainable enough um yeah uh surrender to the now i mean just live in the present you feel me like (laughs) I don't know (laughs) I don't know I'm sorry I'm like rambling now but um 
yeah surrender to the now i learned that from the power of now just pick up the book and read it all right moving on um number 16 money is an illusion fucking learned that after la after all those jobs after being you know like in societal's terms of broke um and now i'm at a place where like i feel very like balanced with money and i feel like i'm getting over my financial anxiety and i'm learning that my life is just as valuable it doesn't matter how much money i have i don't spend money on irrelevant things anymore or to keep up with anybody i'm very much money is an illusion i have to be happy without it to be happy with it and that's that i can do an episode on more of that but i feel like it's pretty self-explainable and that's just a lesson i've learned um from going from being financially stable to completely unstable to making just enough to get by um to making a really small amount but it works for me right now whatever um number 17 your identity is your repeated beingness um mm, where did i steal this quote from where did i steal it from damn it (laughs) sorry i don't remember um that is not a quote directly from my mouth but i wrote it down because it's true your identity is your repeated beingness okay like i had to learn that i didn't like i was trying to be somebody in la like i was trying to be you know a certain look to me that like could be perceived as cool or like worth their to somebody's time like because in that industry you have to make people feel like you're worth their time you're worth their like your music is worth listening to your talent is worth you know noticing um and I was attaching my identity to like all these external things that were making me like it was a fucking drag because it was like I didn't know how to just be and I felt like I was wasting my time just doing normal human shit like just being a fucking normal human I felt like I had to be like on my toes all the time um and now I've really learned that I can wear sweatpants and a sweatshirt which is my preferred wearing I'm wearing sweatpants and a sweater right now like I could live in these clothes and I could go to a fancy dinner in these clothes and I don't give a singular fuck like I'm comfortable and I feel like I look good and it's cool right but things like that like if I was in sweatpants and a sweater all week and I barely left the house and I didn't go to an event and I didn't progress in my music and I just kind of sat around and I needed some time to just not do anything I felt shitty it like sent me into a spiral of like depression because I was like who even am I if I'm not doing something or doing something for somebody else or being who I need to be so yes um number 18 Uh, we're almost done. I think it'll be under an hour, hopefully. Um, number 18, kindness is not a weakness. Loving hard also isn't a weakness. The soft and supple will prevail, so stay open. Um, the soft and supple will prevail is a, is from, it's a line from a quote by Leo TZU. Don't know how to pronounce the last name, but it's Leo, L-A-O is the first name. Um, this quote is, Men are born soft and supple. Men as in, I take that as in 
human beings. Um, soft and supple, dead, they are stiff and hard. Plants are born tender and pliant. Dead, they are brittle and dry. Thus, whoever is stiff and inflexible is a disciple of death. Whoever is soft and yielding is a disciple of life. The hard and stiff will be broken. The soft and supple will prevail. And this quote just really spoke to me because I, for so long, have felt like I have to portray myself as super strong, super nonchalant, nothing can touch me, nothing affects me, and I felt in order to protect myself, I had to like portray this extremely tough version of myself and be untouchable, and that's just like not the case for me. And I'm a very soft person and I'm very like a romantically like hopeless romantic person and I love people and I love loving people and I don't like being like that tough like don't fuck with me type of person like yes don't fuck with me (laughs) I don't let people I will not do that anymore I won't let people fuck with me but I won't let people fuck with me from a place of love not from a place of bitterness and fear uh exactly exactly (laughs) m but um yeah um stay open i almost quit uh and i am just now getting out of that place of like i can't trust anyone when i was going through my um erythema nodosum i lost all my friends because i finally realized these people weren't i i was extending energy where it wasn't being reciprocated i I could do a whole episode on friendships, but I don't want to get into it right here, right now. But these people just were not there for me, (laughs) and that didn't. And if when they were, it didn't seem like they they didn't want to be. And I had no energy to give in my situation, and nobody was giving me any. And then when all was said and done, it was you cut us off, and we don't know why. And I was like, actually, I was in fucking pain, (laughs) and. I went through that shit alone. So, anyways, moving on. Um, I had to learn to stay open. I almost fucking quit because I love really hard and I cared about my friends deeply, so fucking deeply, like, would have done anything for them, did do anything for them, and I just, I wanted to make it work so bad and I just felt like I was being too soft and it wasn't a problem of being too soft. It was a problem of boundaries duh because boundaries are everything (laughs) but for real for real um so stay open guys um 19 a sport is essential for my health um so recently well I haven't done a sport since high school um I was in basketball and then I was graduate of 2020 I was gonna do um club basketball but got canceled and then I just kind of never went back and I really fucking missed it all the time and I would play in my spare time and I would go to courts and just you know fuck around and shoot baskets but I missed being like in a sport like a uh organized sport of like I see these people every week and I have a coach and I'm learning new things and I'm like constantly right so I recently discovered the martial arts I knew what they were but I didn't know, like, what they were, you know, um, and I, like, found an urge to kickbox, I was, like, I've heard that gets you in shape, like, hitting the punching bag, whatever, I've heard that that really is great for getting in shape, so I was, like, let's try it, let's try it, so I searched and searched for a place, and I finally found 
uh, a certain place that they're amazing. Love them. Um, and I, my mind was blown. I went to a kickboxing class and I actually sparred with people. And I was like, what the fuck even is this? I thought I was going to be just hitting the punching bag. But I fell in love with the sport. I fell in love with martial arts. The people were so kind. And I really saw myself there. So I like got energy from joining a sport again. I was like re-energized. This became my hyper fixation. It still is. I'm looking at my boxing gloves right now but like really a sport is essential for my health personally I I think it's good for anyone and everybody if you're not a sport person you know some people have their art I have my art too but as a like very athletic person who always has been since like I was a kid uh, is essential for my mental health specifically and physical health too of course but I could just go on runs or walks or go to the gym here and there and it'd still be good but personally an organized sport just like lifts my spirits to be able to like have a bad day or a negative type of day or not the best day possible um uh i just find it really amazing for me to be able to be like okay but at 5 p.m i'm gonna go kickboxing and when i leave there i know i'm gonna be feel so much better because I get to talk to these people who are so nice. I get to hit the bag and as get my anger out. I get to like extend, you know, get serotonin and like, uh, oh, endorphins. That's the word. Um, so yes, that's my number 19. I'm almost done. Um, to number 20, um, you know, as a, as a person in the LGBTQ plus community, um, and as one of the people in the community who, isn't accepted by their family um my parents specifically um and older relatives not my siblings necessarily but um yeah my older relatives uh my parents as somebody not accepted in that arena as somebody who deals with homophobia a lot (laughs) um uh and someone who grew up religious and you know told they'll go to hell and this that and the other um I've like had to learn really recently that it's okay for me to take up space. Um, For so long and still, I've been battling with like hiding myself and not fully being myself because of like out of fear that I won't be accepted because I'm used to not being accepted. I'm used to having to like walk on eggshells around people, not knowing whether they're going to accept me or not, um, etc. I can, I want to do a big uh, episode on this. Like for sure that one is coming, but take up space. Like, and if anybody hears this, uh, I mean, if you're not safe doing that, don't do it. And if you can't get out of your situation, don't. But I've realized it's okay for me to take up space. Um, in my situation, I will deal with the backlash, but I'm still relatively safe. Not emotionally, <laughs> not at all, but physically I'm safe. Um, and so I'm going to take up my space. I mean, even like the other day I went to the bookstore with my friend and he, I was like, I want to go to the... Uh, the um lgbtq section uh and i was like my friend was like uh go ask and uh, where it is and i was like no 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 don't ask like i don't want to ask what if they're homophobic and i just have this in my mind all the time and he had to check me and be like em take up your space like you can take up space go ask them who cares make them uncomfortable like they make you uncomfortable if they're homophobic i'm like you're fucking right dude but i'm still not gonna ask (laughs) so it's a work in progress but um yeah take up space uh even like lately I've I've had this anxiety with adults because of 
my parents and other relatives um that i can't ask for help that they're gonna have a bad reaction to my feelings that i'm not going to be supported etc a lot to unpack there but um recently i've opened up to a couple adults and have gotten the most mind-blowing reactions and support that i ever could have imagined and it has helped a lot in like my confidence in taking up my space as a member of this community because it needs to be supported and it's really important for people in this community to have a system of support and safe spaces and I've recently found that as I was pulled to just open up to these people and to my surprise it went so well and I'm so much more confident now and just like the fact that like there's adults that are emotionally mature and are supportive and are open and are as they should be (laughs) you know like just feels so good so take up your space people can surprise you you have no idea um who might love and accept you more than you could have ever imagined so yeah um number 21 almost a 22 okay Number 21, your personal legend is your main responsibility. I'm telling you, I'm deep into The Alchemist right now, almost done with it. I'm so glad I decided to brush up on this book. I read it a long time ago. It's like probably my second book that I read um, revolving around like spirituality and enlightenment. Um, That's really all I have to say about that. Your personal legend is your main responsibility. Oh, oh my gosh, let me not forget this. Okay. This is probably, like, doesn't... I don't have to say this, but I just want to. So, I've watched Call Me By Your Name uh, recently. I'm late, I know, but I'm fucking obsessed. And I also read the book, so I'm I'm fully knowledgeable on all things Call Me By Your Name. Okay, it's, like, my favorite ever. But in the movie and in the book, if you don't know, there's a specific quote from Heptameron by Marguerite de Navarre. It's... She's French, or she uh, I don't know guys okay um it's a French book and in this movie and book call me by your name they quote from that French book is it better to speak or die and this quote fucking spoke to me okay Uh, and it goes along with the take up space to me to me that's what it kind of aligns with because is it better to speak or die and I've learned that it's better to speak. I feel like I'm dying at the end of a day that I'm not myself and that I'm not taking up space and that I do walk on those eggshells and that I try to be somebody I'm not. Like, that makes me feel dead inside. And I've found that it is way better to speak. (laughs) Um, This quote, I think, in the actual book... um, I haven't read the original French book, but I want to. But the story, I think, in Call Me By Your Name, they had a conversation. And I think it ends that the guy said it's better to die. Well, I say it's better to speak. So, speak. (laughs) Like, honestly, though, it's better. It just is. It's better to speak in all scenarios. But, uh, well, maybe not all. But anyways, moving on. Uh, Like I said, your personal legend is your main responsibility, The Alchemist. If you haven't read The Alchemist, read it. It's a book that takes you three, four days to read if you commit. Um, Your personal legend is your whole life, guys. It's your purpose. So anyways, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Uh, Let The Alchemist do the talking. Um, Number 22. 
number 22 of 2022 stoic values okay um well in general values i've learned that my values are important and it doesn't matter what anybody else values doesn't matter what my parents value it doesn't matter what my fucking friends value doesn't matter what your significant other values your values and your belief system and what you want to live by is your deal okay again i hope it didn't cut anything because i went over the 15 minute mark oh my god i'll be actually so sad if it cuts any of my speaking because i've really enjoyed this episode but it's okay if it was cut out it was meant to be cut out am i right um anyways building my belief system i've really learned to stand by what i live by educate myself on what i live by and respect others opinions but also don't let them shut down mine um because mine are just as important and because they're what i live by and what makes me happy and me feel good and you don't gotta be religious, you don't gotta be spiritual, you don't gotta be agnostic, you don't gotta be Buddhist, like, you don't gotta be any specific thing to be the right way, you know, um, just be whatever you are, personally, I practice spirituality, but I also practice, um, stoic values now that I've been learning a lot about stoic values and I very much identify with stoic practices modern stoicism to be exact um, and that's just me and I'm agnostic and but I but I believe that there's something but I'm just not sure and I'd rather just have my values and live by stoic values which is um oh my god I don't uh, why am i spacing out oh my god oh my god virtue <laughs> that's a stoic practice that's like basically what it's completely revolved around is just uh practicing virtue so yeah and i could go into more of that but um <laughs> i'm not going to because i'm not like an all-knowing about like stoicism but like i'm learning and i i uh relate to it and i like respect it and i see my my own values in stoics so just stand by your beliefs like stand by yourself like it doesn't fucking matter what other people think or what they say or what they call you an idiot or dumb or whatever for not having their own beliefs that's their problem do what makes you happy if that makes them happy that's really cool couldn't be more happy for them but like your values are what lead you through life and what make you feel good and that's the most important thing and it's just finding people who like align with that um which i'm gonna kind of end off um by <laughs> explaining a situation i guess for where this kind of happened to me so when i was living in la and i was in the music industry blah blah blah, blah right um this one scenario happened uh we all should know about it it was the um Astro World Fest festival and at the time I had like a person in my life who was helping with my music and um was kind of teaching me the ways of the industry right uh and this is kind of when I realized that like that life wasn't for me uh or at least that I wouldn't be happy if I pursued it as a full career and indulged in it whatever you know um so when this whole thing happened I was very outspoken because I'm an outspoken person and I had social media at the time and I was like 
this is fucked up and I'm gonna fucking talk about it because I was pissed off and I really value human life and like just I, I the whole situation if you know about it look it up don't look it up your decision it's terrible it's disgusting the fact that nobody is even talking about it anymore is disgusting and pisses me off but anyways that whole thing was like very fresh and I was posting about it a lot and my person in my life called me and was like hey just wanted to mention that you're gonna get blacklisted if you do this and basically said like not to be difficult and that if you're gonna survive in the business world of this industry you can't speak out about those things whatever which like I understood and I respectfully like listened to his uh opinion but the whole time I'm listening to his opinion I'm like yeah but I don't I don't care like he he was telling me that what if one day you know Travis Scott's team came oh yeah anyways whatever I can say his name the fuck why am I asking like he's Voldemort why am I acting like he's Voldemort (laughs) anyway um yeah so he was like, what, what, what if one day his team con- like wants to contact you or finds you, but then they see that you posted all this stuff and you spoke out against him and whatever, and then they're like, blacklist you. And I'm like, I was just kind of like, okay, to be honest, I would never want to work with him ever. So like you can have your opinion and like whatever, but what I value would never allow me to work with somebody like that. I mean, I don't care how fucking big of an artist you you are like I will not work with you if you go against what I value and he's like well look at it from a business standpoint and I totally respect this person everything he had to say and I genuinely listened and I understood where he was coming from but that's just when I realized that my values won't allow me to be in that life my values won't allow me to be um in the music industry as a full-time career or as something I wanted to dedicate my life to relentlessly because it just like those I was constantly going against what I value and hold like dear to myself and my outspokenness and like if that's something that I can't do then I'm I'd rather would you rather speak or die exactly like this quote goes right in hand in hand um I'd rather speak like that's why I'm that's what makes me a writer that's what makes me a good writer is that I I, I fucking outspoken and I'm always going to be and anyways (laughs) um as I look at my notes I think that's all my talking points um yeah I mean I learned so much from 2022 I've gone in and out of therapy finally in and again working through things um getting past my social anxiety that debilitated me my depressive episodes that took up all of 2022 was just back and forth um finding myself and healing my inner child and coming back to my passions and um being unapologetic for the things I love taking time for myself realizing what I need in friendships and relationships and overcoming narcissistic abuse and emotional abuse and finding strength being resilient building my habits hard work and all these things right just I've learned so much beyond my uh it's just like I needed this year like everything that happened was meant to happen exactly how it happened the universe has the most incredible divine timing that it could have and I just learned so much about myself and so much about what I value and what I want from my life this going forward that makes me feel so much more confident to pursue my goals my dreams makes me have clarity on what I want to do like I just I'm so thankful for 2022 I express so much gratitude for this year 
I'm so excited to attack 2023 and just really jump start my life and my life path and my personal legend and my purpose and really like fulfill everything that I desire and I've dreamed of I just I'm so incredibly thankful for every single thing that has happened um relatively good relatively negative just like everything was meant to happen the way it happened the friends I lost were people I was supposed to lose um my my phase of my life I'm in right now was meant to happen and it was gonna happen no matter what and I'm just so thankful for 2022 and it taught me so much and I've learned probably a million life lessons that I could have learned in 10 years in the span of one and I'm just like feeling good feeling really good and I'm really excited to release this podcast and really like talk about stuff because I love talking about stuff and you know like these podcasts might be few and far between at first because I there's days where I really don't feel like talking or I feel like I can't get my words out right but I love days like this when like I'm just flowing and I'm rolling with it and it's great and this podcast ended up being long but that's because it was meant to be long so we're gonna let it happen and if anyone actually listens and tunes in and listens all the way through I'm I'm so thankful for you as well thank you so much for supporting me and hearing what I have to say because so many people have so much to say and I'm not any different but um yeah uh I'm excited to just be doing me and like doing what I love to do and indulging in all my arts and crafts and (laughs) all these things and just like applying my lessons to 2023 and have the best new year I hope you all have a great new year and spend it with yourself and taking care of yourself if you go out to a party when you come back from that take a bath do something for yourself just go into 2023 um prepared to get the most out of it and prepared to put yourself first and and grow as much as you can and yeah thank you so much. This was M clocking out. Oh my god, I don't know how to end these things. Have a great, happy new year. (laughs) Okay, bye.